Hi, I'm Jen, founder of Embracing Chaos and the Embracing Chaos Roadmap, where I help you shatter the limitations of the chaos in your life by sharing stories and strategies of how I turn the chaos in my life into a new version of chaos, kindness, happiness, adventure, opportunity, and success. I'm an advocate for the healing of families that are experiencing adversities. Hey everyone, today I want to talk to you about finding happiness during one of the darkest times in your life. This might sound like a really deep topic, but I promise I have some good stuff to share with you. Have you ever heard the phrase, happiness is an inside job? Yes, it's true. However, this concept can be tough for some people to grasp, especially if they've ever experienced a trauma or a hardship. They might appear to be happy on the outside, only showing the world what they want them to see. But on the inside, it is a whole different story. These people could be your neighbor, coworkers, or friends, and you never know that they went through something traumatic. On the flip side, there are certain people that might not be able to keep their pain bottled up, so it spills out in the most unpleasant ways. Have you ever heard the phrase, hurt people hurt other people? It's not an excuse by any means. They just don't know any better. So if it's true that happiness comes from within, why is it so hard for some people to simply choose to be happy? The unfortunate reality is that trauma and hardships leave a deep scar that can affect a person for a long time. This doesn't mean that they can't experience happiness. It just means that they most likely do not feel happy easily and that only certain circumstances will evoke these happy feelings. It might even feel impossible for someone in this state of being to create their own happiness because they struggle with the effects from being through a traumatic experience. I know firsthand about this topic, so I'd like to share a story with you about one of the darkest times in my life that happened when I was just a little girl, and it caused my world to significantly change for years to come. When I was 10 years old, I was sexually assaulted. As you can imagine, the days and weeks that followed It was hard for me to process the magnitude of what I experienced. The light in my eyes had gone out, and I was left feeling scared and full of anxiety all the time. I was no longer the happy-lucky little girl I once was. Thankfully, my mom was supportive in getting me help early on. At first, I started going to group therapy with other young girls who experienced being assaulted as well. I remember a big white van picking me up at school and taking me downtown for our meetings. It was always so embarrassing, and I felt very awkward in this environment, so I kept quiet and to myself. Although well-meaning and beneficial for some girls, it wasn't a good fit for me. After that, my mom tried family therapy. My emotions were so overwhelming that at times I began lashing out physically to my family to release my pain. My mom didn't quite know how to handle the significance of my behavior. She was a single parent who worked long hours, plus she had two other children, and sometimes it was hard to get me to counseling appointments, especially if the car broke down like it did from time to time, leaving us to get on the bus and shuffle across town. Typically, the counselor would only listen to my mom's side of things because I struggled to articulate my thoughts and feelings. Of course, they focused more on my outbursts rather than the abuse I endured. Mind you, this was also the early 80s when mental health for children wasn't a priority. 
Nevertheless, my mom was persistent in trying to find the right support for me. Eventually, she found a service through the county that offered free, short-term counseling to low-income families like ours. They sent someone to our place once a week for about a month. I don't remember if she was a counselor, mentor, or what, but she was really nice to me. She took me on little field trips around town, to the local bakery for a treat, to the beach, or to the trails nearby to walk in nature. She was the first person to really listen to me, which made it easier for me to open up to her. She told me that in order to feel better, that it was important to learn to control my emotions. She showed me how to distract myself whenever I felt scared, anxious, and overwhelmed by focusing on something else until I felt better. We sat at the beach and she'd have me close my eyes and listen to the sound of the waves. On our walks, she asked me to look up at the leaves swaying in the trees and watch the birds flying around. She also encouraged me to find a hobby that would distract me as well. I didn't have many options available, so I had to get creative. This started to feel like my superpower, the power to create my own experience in the moments without the influence of anybody else. Since nature was very calming to me, I went outside a lot. And when I started middle school, I picked orchestra as an elective. I was introduced to the violin a few years earlier. I found that playing it was quite soothing to me. I was happy that I could play more often and it became another way to escape. I practiced with my whole heart, and to everyone's surprise, I actually became quite good, making first string second chair by the eighth grade. Unfortunately, my home life continued to be turbulent for many years, but I'll never forget what that nice lady taught me. The coping skills helped me start to see the light in my world again, and this became vital to my overall healing for years to come. The point of sharing this story is that unfortunately, someone listening to this podcast right now might have also experienced a trauma, endured hard times or adversity, and are living with the pain from that experience. By holding on to this, it will only continue to have a negative impact on their lives for many years to come. I encourage anyone going through this to reach out from help from a professional, lean on trusted friends and family for support. It will take a bit of time to process their grief and frustration and to learn to show themselves love as they build up their self-esteem again. But I promise you that the healing is worth it. The reality is, is life will always be complicated in one way or another. So if you want to feel happier and have a more positive outlook on life, you must learn to shift your focus and control your state of happiness more often to find that much needed peace in your heart that you deserve. As Dumbledore says, happiness can be found even in the darkest times if one remembers to turn on the light. <laughs>